This is the Alan and Carly podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Um, Jeez. You know what? Let's talk about an off-air chat uh, and bring it on-air kind of with the podcast intro. I was talking to you about how I'm trying to just get more and more things done. Yeah. And I caught up with a mate the other day and he just kind of like just casually threw it out there and said, oh yeah, well, you know, no zero days. And I went, what? He goes, well, you know, like if you have a goal that you want to achieve, just never have a zero day. Every day do something that's going to contribute to your goal, even if it's the tiniest little thing. And this is last week you said it, and I've taken it on board. So I've got a few plates spitting at the moment, a few different things going on. Uh, One of the things in particular is I'm just repainting some of the walls and like fixing up some of the cracks and stuff. So every day I'm like, well, I'll just do a little bit of like the, you know, the filler there. Then the next day I'll sand a bit off. Then the next day I'm painting. As opposed to being overwhelmed with the task of like, I've got to fix this wall. It's now. It's actually like a very positive kind of mindset. Yeah, it is. I um, read a book called Atomic Habits not that long ago, and there's a very similar like line in there that kind of talks about that thinking, and I, it's helped me a little bit. Yeah, because I feel like when I look at things, I get overwhelmed by them. Absolutely. But yeah, if you break it down to if I do a little bit each day, if I just chip away at whatever this thing yep. is that oh, I, I need to get done. I don't chip too much away because I'm mainly <laughs> sanding and I've really worked on um, those walls. <laughs> but it's true. Like it's true. it sounds very cheesy and it sounds, you know, like we should be on an inspirational podcast. Or... Are we, is this not an inspirational podcast? <laughs> I'm so confused. I thought our show was inspirational. <laughs> um but yeah, you're right. You but just, no zero days. Yeah. Like, and because, like I said, a few plates spinning. Like, even with the podcast I'm doing outside of this one, uh, I'll give it a cheeky plug. It's called Alan is Awesome. And uh, it's, um, it's, anyway, it's this random podcast, but I've wanted to promote it more. Yeah. So now I'm like, oh, well, every day just do a post. Doesn't matter just where. Just do something. It's going to get you there. Yeah, no yeah. zero days. It's I a agree. pretty cool concept. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember my, I still, you know, when you just hear things and they just stick in your mind. Mm hmm. So when I was, I just remember there's this is his family in this saying in my family that all the women in my family have always said my nana, my if grandma, you're a my mum. We hate you. <laughs> no. Okay, interesting. That was my family. <laughs> um. So it was um a job worth doing is a job worth doing well. Yeah. And I remember okay. my mum would always say that to me about everything. And honestly, for me personally, that doesn't work because yeah, it's a bit I would, vague, isn't it? I would always think so if my mum would like have us clean the house and she's like a neat freak. She would always be like a job worth doing, a job worth doing well. So we're doing the window seals and it would become this whole day thing. And whenever I would like go to do anything, it would like pop in my head a job worth doing is a job worth doing well. And then I'd feel like I'd have to complete the whole task. Whereas your no zero days concept yeah, has made me like make a bit more peace and be able to get more things done. That's a lot better than my family motto, which is you're adopted. (laughs) I wasn't, but it's just something that the family always says. Mm. Yeah. So should probably yeah. look into that. I did. <laughs> Ancestry. Disappointing result. I'm not adopted. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Alpha Bucks, let's get into it. Your letter for tomorrow is as he stalls. Uh, it is the letter D for Delta. Okay, this looks pretty easy. Yeah, this is actually really I don't know what's the hard one here because they're all actually really gettable. All right. This is one only because it's a little bit of a thinker. Starting with the letter D, name me a savory snack. Dunkaroo? Oh, that's not savory. No, but like biscuits aren't exactly super sweet, but no, not Dunkaroo, no. but bring it back. <laughs> um, I've got on my sheet dim sim or dumplings. 
Oh, which I yeah. would argue isn't a snack. That's a meal when I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going ham. Mm, dim sims or prawn, I should say. Yeah, that feels like a meal to me, not a snack. But, but that's what they've got on the sheet. So well, just say no, dim that, sim. Yeah, dim sim. I mean, if you have one, it's a snack, I suppose. I feel like there's others, surely. Let's think about it. Savory things starting with D. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. Delicious <laughs> treats. <laughs> All right, let's uh, move on. I walked into that one, didn't yeah. I? Well, someone's a delicious snack. <laughs> Okay. I'm going to wrap this up. Enjoy the podcast. Fair. The Fame Game. Now, this is where... Whoa. Did I cut you off there? You no, you go, you go. Well, this is the segment that I absolutely despise, but basically it's a little test to see how much pop culture knowledge I have retained. And as I was going to say, this is a segment that you absolutely love because you have retained a lot of pop culture. Against my will. Against my will. Please. You love it. What's today's one? Uh, Today, I'm going to throw out a celebrity. Yep. Oh, please, in the bin. (laughs) And then you have to guess their birthplace. Now, I'm going to give you multiple choice if you need it, but you probably won't. I probably won't. All right. Let's start with Keanu Reeves. In the Matrix. I was watching The Matrix the other day. Oh, well then. Jeez, he's good. I don't know if that'll help you. Yeah. Whoa. Keanu Reeves. So cool. Was that Nicolas Cage? Oh, yeah. That was Nicolas Cage. Keanu Reeves was a bit more like, whoa, dude. Yeah, like that. Okay. Uh, was he born in A, Portland, Oregon? That sounds about right. B, Beirut, Lebanon? That sounds a bit right. Or C, Toronto, Canada? Oh, I don't know if he's Canadian. What was the first one? Portland? Yep. Lock that in. Wow. 2024 is not your year. Oh, man. He was born in Beirut in Lebanon. There you uh, go. Interestingly enough, he's not Lebanese. No. Uh, his mum is a very famous costume designer. She designed the Playboy outfit uh, for Dolly Parton, actually. With a well. bunny outfit. Yeah. I mean, he how actually, do I know that? <laughs> he actually wore that once when he was younger. Um, but anyway, no, he met... She was working there on a movie, um, yeah. met his dad, and yeah, the rest is history. All right, let's do one you might know. Isla Fisher. Okay, Fun fact, so, I share a hairdresser with her, but let's move on. So you share a what? Hairdresser with her. Then why does yours look... No. All right. <laughs> was she born... I was born... going to say, why does yours look so great? <laughs> was she born in A, Perth, okay. Western Australia, B, Edinburgh, Scotland, or C, Muscat, Oman? So I feel like Perth is like the answer, but I feel like it's a tricky one. So I'm not going to say that. I know that her godfather... Went to my high school. He was a teacher at my high school. And in Belmont. Give me the options again. Perth, Western Australia, nah. Edinburgh, Scotland. No. Or Musket, Oman. That one. He's bloody back Bang. in the game, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yep. Yeah, she was born there. Um, she is the daughter of Scottish parents, funnily enough. And oh. they did move back to Scotland before moving to Perth. You were trying to trick me. Um, but yeah, at the time, her dad was working as a banker for the United Nations. Um, Do you remember when you were a kid and you'd hold your tongue and say, my dad's a banker, and you'd hold your tongue and say, like, oh, yes, yeah, all right, yeah, let's we won't, move We won't on. do that on air, but I'm just... sure you got reprimanded by that teacher. Yep. All right, <laughs> this is the decider. Okay. Have you got any drone music there? Anything? I mean, I, I can do like, exci- oh. Yeah, there we go. Jeez, where'd that come from? Was Nicole Kidman born? I saw her once at an airport in LA. She's very mm. tiny. She's, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I've never seen her, but she looks tiny on screen. Yeah, um, she is tiny. Now, About your height. keep in mind <laughs> that this was on a fantail wrapper. Okay. <laughs> was she born in A, yeah. Honolulu, Hawaii? I think it's that one. Lock it in. 
You don't even need the others. No, I'm just going to lock that in. Someone lost their pay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, her parents were there on a temporary student visa. You bloody done it. Thank you very much. Feels good. Feels great, actually. Go. I think I love this segment. Yeah, you're a fan. Now, nah, Hit Breakfast with Alan and Carly. And late last week, we heard an announcement regarding a whole lot of things affecting our tax. And I'm going to be honest with you, Carly. I saw them. I heard them. I read them. I don't understand them. Me neither, which is why we've got someone who does Thank on God. the line. Uh, James Musa, financial expert from lifesumo.com.au, joins us now. Good morning, James. Hey, guys. How are you? I don't know. How am I meant to be? Like, I, literally, <laughs> these announcements came out. It was affecting middle income, low income, high income. I don't understand, James. Is the announcement a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, look, in the short term, uh, it's a good thing. Okay. Um, obviously, it puts a little bit more money back in people's pockets, so... What's happened is these are what they call uh, stage three tax cuts. So for the next financial year, they've shifted the brackets in what sort of tax you pay. And uh, the real winners are people earning less than 140k a year who are going to be receiving, um, in some cases, uh, a couple of thousand dollars back than what they would have been paying if they were paying tax this year. Okay, so if you're earning less than that, it's good news. Bad news for Carly, then, I guess. Oh, mate, you should see her. Now, James, I always take these things very cautiously because obviously the cost of living has been through the roof the last couple of years. Does this mean we're going to get less in our tax returns? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're going to get more in the pocket along the way. Yeah, okay. um, You would have noticed that there was already a reduction in your tax returns this year because mm. they got rid of what's called the Lamington, the low to middle income tax offset. Oh. So, look, the reality is I reckon this is a bit of a vote buy from the uh, the Labor government. But, you know, so what? If they're going to put money back in people's pockets, go for it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, last year they got rid of an offset. This year they're giving a tax cut, so I think they're really just evening that out and um, all in time for an election. Who would have thought? Yeah, but bringing it back to politics, the Liberals then said they were breaking a promise, but then I, once again, didn't quite understand why I should care about that promise being broken if it means more money in our pockets. Well, I think the promise that they broke was that the tax situation was going to be better across the board. Um, oh, okay. They, uh, they reneged on the higher incomes. Oh, um, yes, of oh, course. They're worried the about the high incomes, the Aussie <laughs> battlers there. Well, Carly, you're one of them, so calm down. No, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> right. This is my favourite rumour to start in 2024, is that Carly's really, really rich. Keep it going, guys. Everyone. I'm so scared someone's going to genuinely she, need money. <laughs> she wallpapers with $100 notes. I've seen it. You see, James has seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what one of those looks like. Yeah, so, um, so, James, we're, we're here in, you know, early in the year. We've obviously got the end of financial year looming in the, in the middle of the year. Is there anything we should be doing between now and then to prepare for it, I suppose? No, there's nothing you can really do to prepare right. for, for the tax cuts. Just um, keep, keep doing what you're doing. But honestly, my, my call out to everybody is just to start to get a little bit smarter about what you're spending because uh, we are going to get these pressures. There is going to be a big inquiry into uh, Woolies and Coles and the Good. big grocery chains about uh, some price gouging that's going on and smacking the farmers. And let's hope that that does happen. So, yeah, just everyone get a little bit careful. Try and uh, ease off on the credit cards and spend what you can afford. Absolutely. Now, James, I just want you to do some maths for me because I'm too lazy. So say, you know, the average income, I think they were saying, was around 56000 how much more money would someone like that on the average income see in their pay packet uh, per week or fortnight 
with these tax cuts? Oh, look, probably around the fifty to sixty uh, dollar a week mark. I'd oh, say. okay, so that's something. good. It depends which way it runs, but yeah, it is like it, it averaged out. Um, it's probably about two and a half to three grand a year. Okay, that's that. That's something. I mean, to Carly, that's nothing. So really, Elbow's most... given us a pay rise. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Uh, well, he's letting you keep more of it for now. But uh, don't worry, they never do anything that's more in your best interest than theirs, that's for sure. <laughs> I like James, it sounds like he's been on this earth a little while and <laughs> figured it all out. Well, James Musa, an absolute pleasure as always. Thank you for explaining it to me. Lifesumo.com.au is the website for people to go to to find more information. And thanks so much for your time today. Thanks a lot, guys. I want to talk about uh, TV right now. Uh, it's that busy season. Australian Idol kicked off. Yep. Uh, of course, we've got, what's on channel? Maths, of course. We chatted oh, to yes. one of the contestants. Yep, let's see And that. the show that I'm right around, uh, Survivor, mm-hmm. kicked off, which means it's that time of year where I start looking at my body going, I want it to be better so one day I could potentially go on Survivor. Yeah. Because <laughs> I watch these people and I'm like, I could do better than that. I have only ever watched one episode of Survivor, and there's one thing that stuck in my mind. I thought, absolutely not. And what's that? I remember they had to like stand on a pole or something. Oh, yeah, that's like the tough endurance challenges. And I'm like, what? I could never. Your feet would be fine. I thought you'd already had stood on the poles. <laughs> anyway, they're barnacle on. <laughs> well, it's that time where I look and go, you know what? If I was a bit smaller, maybe a bit stronger. I'd probably do all right. So I um, yesterday decided, you know what I'm going to do? It's time for my annual visit to the gym <laughs> that I pay all year long for. That's wild. Return Ru- on investment, by the way. It- Maybe talk to James Mooser about that. I really should. I, th- I don't even know how much I pay for it now. It's at the point where I just I block it Must out. be nice. No, 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 no. It's definitely coming out of there, but I just I, I purposely can't look at it or yeah. it'll make me sad. Because I know the second I cancel the gym... It's like I can't ever go, and then I'm just going to get bigger. And then, but if I keep it, then it makes me feel like I'm doing it, it's even though like, I never do it. I guess it's like when you keep the skinny jeans at the back of the wardrobe. Oh no! Many years ago, I got rid of them. <laughs> many years ago. Uh, so I went to the gym uh, once again. Annual report. Happy to confirm everything's still the same. It looks like we're at that point of the year where I think a lot of those New Year's resolution people have dropped off, as it was fairly quiet. Still, we got the old men grunting a lot Have when they use the, the machines. Have uh, you got the gym bros in the stringlets? There were a stringlet. That is a perfect word. Yes, there were a few stringlet wearing um, gym bros. They're very loud, aren't they? I noticed the, uh, the what do they call them? Like the fanny packs, but they wear around their chest now. It's like they would wear that while working out. I'm like, I don't understand why. Interesting. Maybe they're dealers. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's still all there, guys, in case you're wondering how the gym's going. Um, nothing's. There's no revolutionary new equipment that I've seen. The treadmill was pretty foreign to me, but I gave it a crack. There's a new one that I went, because I went to the gym at the end of last year once. Yep. And they've got a Is thing. your annual visit as well? Yeah, but I, can't, I knew to cancel straight after. I was like, smart, it's not for me. Smart. But you know what they have there now, which is a new thing? It looks like a flight of stairs. Oh, Stairmaster. Yeah. That's not new. So I was like, oh, I can just go up the flight of stairs. But then you push a button and then you go back down. And so you're just going up and down the stairs. Wait, are you just standing on it? Yeah, and then no, it's no, like no, taking you're meant you to up be and walking down. Up and down. <laughs> I'm like, this is just making me feel sick. You're meant to be walking on it. Your oh, husband... no, if I was to walk on that, I would be exhausted. Your husband runs like, a gym. This is just like a, an escalator. <laughs> this is kind of fun. I love talking to you about this because every time I go, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like an idiot when I'm in there. Like a lot of people do. You say something, and I feel suddenly a lot better about myself. You're welcome. Thank you, Carly. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs>
Naughty at 640. If you're new to the segment, and especially if you're a child in the car right now, getting ready for your first day of uh, school for the year, um, maybe run away, come back in a few minutes' time. More wholesome content to come. In the meantime, this is where we get a little bit more risque and a little bit more adult. Now, I'm going to argue this is a little wholesome. It's a a little wholesome. There's a little wholesome element to it. I mean, don't peel back too many layers, but yeah, there's a little bit of wholesomeness to it. Um, There is a category of adult video viewing uh, that is going viral, especially in Japan, and it has been dubbed silver porn. Yeah. Which, when I first saw that, I was like, wait, is this to do with, like, the colour of a certain toy being used or something like that? But no, we've heard the term before, silver fox, and it's basically going into that same kind of category of older people in adult movies. Yeah, I think this is amazing because Japan... Uh, are known for living long, they very have a full old population. Lives. They absolutely. do. They have an aging population. Yep. Um, and you know what? It looks like they're living life to the fullest, no matter what age. I think this is brilliant. Now, this story uh, comes from a woman that got into this uh, line of work in her late fifties. She's now sixty-five. She says she's appeared in dozens of adult movies and is catering to that silver porn market. Uh, she has done a whole lot of genre of films and reflects on Japan's status as that super aging society. Like you said, she said, "I wanted to save money, so I sent my details off to an employment agency, and they came back with that offer." That'd be interesting, right? <laughs> You're on Centrelink and you're kind of like going, oh, I just need a job. They're like, well, here's a suggestion for you, Alan. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh-uh. <laughs> I think that is a great retirement plan. I mean, you you can lay down all day. That's true. You're not on your feet. Well, no, that's the way you do it. I think they normally have to be a bit more <laughs> active. Uh, but it's, it's very cool. Like you said, there is a little bit of wholesomeness to it uh, that people are more interested in that. It's funny, the conversation, isn't it? Because maybe, what, 20 years ago, you weren't allowed to even acknowledge that you knew what it was, like porn in general. Like, you'd just oh, be like, like yeah. you watch that smut. <laughs> you'd be like, oh, no, I wouldn't dream of it. It was in magazines. It was like that sort of thing. And it now was it's at the just... petrol station. Remember going to the petrol station as a kid and seeing all sorts of things going on on the shelf? Looking at you, Picture Magazine. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but they, it... had, they said, oh, we've sealed it for the petrol station, but it was in a clear seal. Yeah, it was great. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, older people are humans great. too. Yeah. I, I think this is amazing. You know, they often say mm-hmm. that uh, retirement homes are where everyone's getting it That's on. That's true. You always hear about, like, STI breakouts. Yeah. Because they're getting it on. Mm. So I think this is great, and it gives hope to the future. And, you know, technology is advancing Mm -hmm. uh, beyond the blue pill, so I think this is great. Just keep it going well into old age, I say. Yeah, well done, Tom. So I'm happy. And, um, yeah, good luck but with it. But keep an eye out on the heart. Remember, that's a whole thing. Yeah, and, and I'm going to be honest, it's not going to be my go-to category right now, but who knows? You know, taste might change in a few years mm. when I want to see people more looking like, like me. age-appropriate porn. Okay, now we're learning. <laughs> so you're looking well, at pe- so you're looking at people in what their forties or something. No, I just not me. <laughs> I'm still I'm still looking at the youngins. Oh yeah, the twenties, eh? No, not too young. Otherwise, I am. I don't think you're weird, man. <laughs> anyway, I'm looking at. Not like just normal people. College students is what you're. No, like. <laughs> I think now I'm a little bit creepy. It's a bit creepy for me. I just like them perky. <laughs> anyway, says Carly. All right. Anyway, we could I have ended this so wholesomely. To reflect the people that you're attracted to that are your own age. Sure. Yeah. But I'm not quite there yet, so. Well, tell that to every man going through a breakup with their wife after a bunch of years as well. Age appropriate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Joining us on the line is psychic Alison Maiden. Hello. 
Hello, you two gorgeous people. What's going on? Oh, thanks, Alison. That's lovely for you to say. Um, not a lot. Um, but we wanted to ask you about psychic animals because um, we see this a lot in the lead up to big events. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the US election coming up, and quite often they'll pick a random animal and get it to eat uh-huh. out of a certain bowl and say, "Oh my God, the animal's psychic. It's going to predict oh. who wins what." Now, I'd love to hear your take on this. Are there genuinely psychic animals out there? Well, I think all animals are to a degree. I mean, you just look at the way birds move in the sky, you know, how they're all uniform. So they do have some sort of link that, that makes that happen. And um, and I know myself, I've had dogs that have been extremely intuitive. Like they sit at the door. Um, they know when someone's going to come home, even if it's not the, the right time of day. You that know, is like true. Mm, that Gabby is true. That. Yeah, my cat can do that. Like every now and then I'll be like, yeah, the garage door hasn't even been opened yet or anything. And Julia's home like five minutes later. Winston's already at the door waiting for her. Yeah, they, they just have that uh, instinct or they feel the, the energy of the other person coming. Uh, and some pets will be more psychic than others for sure. Like, you know, if you've just got a lazy pet, <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I feel it, but I can't be bothered getting up. So, you know, there's there's those those things. They're just like people really and they all have their own little personalities. But I think dogs and cats generally are very in tune with their owners and they know if you, that you know you're in the mood to play or if you're sad and they want to come and snuggle with you or to give you that sort of comfort. Oh, something really interesting is that my, um, a member of my family actually unfortunately was diagnosed with cancer recently and um, the, the, their doggy was, kept sniffing at the spot the cancer was. And oh. It, was not, it oh. would not leave him alone. It was continually sniffing. And then he did find out like a week later that he actually had a cancer exactly there. And then when wow. it was removed... No more behaviour like that. That's so interesting. Like, I mean, mine's not as extreme as that, but whenever I got sick, and last year I got sick a little bit, uh, my cat, Winston, he just wouldn't leave my side when I'd feel the yeah. symptoms coming on. And I don't know if it was because I just appeared more miserable than usual, but yeah, he just, it's like, yeah, it's like they know. It's its weird, right? You see that also with like earthquakes and stuff, that the animals are always the first to be like, see you, mate. <laughs> Yeah, they're out of there. And so, horses are very psychic, actually. Horses all right, now we're good. All right, so, if horses... <laughs> Why can't a horse be psychic, Alan? But a dog can. I don't know, man. They're just giant dogs, after all. <laughs> horses are psychic. I believe that. How? There's something about horses that are very spiritual. Like, look at look at the horse whisperer, that movie. I don't see them betting on the Melbourne Cup. I don't... Betting their lives, maybe. Look at them bet on themselves, aren't they? Um, but Better Alison, let's take it back to my original point of animals picking winners. Yes. Do you actually uh, think there is something in that? Uh, look, I actually, actually, the octopus one got me because I think octopus yeah. are very interesting creatures. I don't think they're from this earth. I reckon they kind of popped in on a, a meteorite at some point. No, I agree. But they're I weird, eh? They are completely different and they're very intelligent. And, um, yeah, I would say there's something in that one. As far as the other animals go, I think it's just like 50-50 potluck, really. Yeah, okay. So unless it's an octopus, don't put a bet on what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. What is the most psychic animal? Let's get it. Let's let's say that. What is the most psychic animal, do you think? Uh, I Well, I would say cats are. There oh, you go. more so than octopus. Yeah. yeah, well, octopus would be more intelligent. Um, and there's there's definitely so many stories about what octopus do. You know, like one one of them was spitting on a and light until it, it went out because it kept disturbing its sleep. Like, you know, stuff like that. It just, <laughs> They're very you smart. Just go, they are very smart. And also That's very delicious. Intuition. Oh, stop it. No? Stop it. They, they, <laughs> I would don't, definitely not be eating them, especially after this. <laughs> yeah. 
you can't talk about something being intelligent and then what and eating it in the same sentence. So yeah, I just did. A, <laughs> there's definitely something about cats that can see into the other dimensions, and even the ancient Egyptians believed that's that. true. Like, they had them around as, as protectors against evil spirits. Yeah, there you mm. go. Well, a lot to take away from that. That was the Alan and Carly podcast. <laughs>